Section 5 of Eight Harvard Poets. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Eight Harvard Poets. Section 5. Poems by R. S. Mitchell. Poppy Song. 1. Footsteps soft as fall the rose's petals on a dewy lawn, Shaken when the wind uncloses golden gateways for the dawn. Laughter light as is a swallow's chatter in the evening sky, Wafted upward from the hollows where the limpid waters lie. Weeping faint as is the willows by the margin of the lake, Trembling into tiny billows that the silent teardrops make. Phantoms fitful and uncertain as the pearly autumn rain, Sweeping on in cloudy curtain down the wide way of the plain. 2. Oh, unhappy now to waken, when the dream had scarce begun, Out of gentle twilight taken, into realms of burning sun. Oh, unhappy now to find me lost neath heavens hot with noon, All that fairy land behind me, Poppy fields and rising moon. Drawbridge and portcullis screeching, Bugles braying soon and late. Who are they that come beseeching, Calling at my castle gate? Drive them hence, for they encumber Days and nights with waking pain. Tell them that I lie and slumber Under poppies wet with rain. Who art thou that bendest praying Over me with clasped palms? Dim through surging darkness saying words of prayer and murmured psalms? Who art thou that kneelest weeping by the border of my bed? Cease thou, for I was but sleeping, dreaming only, and not dead. 3. Phantoms flitting and uncertain, sweeping round the endless plain. Autumn twilight's dusky curtain, drowsy poppies, drenched with rain. Love Dream Strange that on warp and woof of dreams Fancy should weave the web of truth, And yet this very figment seems Part of a half-forgotten youth, Stolen from days I thought were sped Out of the world beyond the dead. Smiled she not when at the edge of evening We walked alone, Plucking spring's blossoms from the hedge That she might wear them as her own, Or do I hold a hopeless tryst Here with a shadow made of mist? Now, as will crumpled rose-leaves, pent by fingers we can never know, rouse with the richness of their scent thoughts of a summer long ago, all the expanse of land and sea speaks with a thousand tongues to me. T'was from coast we watched a slow form out of the frosty ocean's breath, the blue-gray ramparts of the storm flashing with signal fires of death, whilst with a murmur far and wide swept in the low wind with the tide. Then, at last, when lips were dumb with fear of parting, did we wend along the meadow lanes that come from nowhere, and in nothing end, and smiling kiss, though ill at ease, under the rustling orchard trees. But will the promise given keep? Can the heart love still, when tis dead? What if the spirit, waked from sleep, never recall the words, it said? Dwell in a dreamland, or else be lost in life's eternity? THE ISLAND OF DEATH 
there is an island in a silent sea that rises four rough rugged walls on high above the ocean in calm majesty a mountain of despair against the sky about its summit soaring seagulls fly or rest them in its lofty cypress trees and greet the black barge bearing those who die upon our earth to everlasting ease and pleasant lives that know not man's eternities white halls and palaces their dwellings stand these shadowy souls are all unknown to graves and live faint phantoms in a fairyland of dreams and idleness they hear the waves sing and the winds come calling from the caves of night beyond the ocean and the cry of screaming gulls stare at each ship that braves this wilderness of waters and glides by in awestruck silence ever fearing to draw nigh the sun descending sows the sea with gold and showers splendor through the fading skies whilst from the murky waters they behold the moon a shape of silver slow arise and every evening as the daylight dies there comes that bark of death whose white sail seems an angel in the dark a while it lies below them in the harbor then there gleams a new shape on the stairs up to that land of dreams from the arabian nights then as the whispering evening crossed the sea sweeping the waters with her veil of gray wave-worn and weary of the ocean we beheld the enchanted island far away half hidden in the twilight low it lay on the horizon like a lazy cloud its coast encompassed with long lines of spray we spread the sails and swiftly the ship ploughed the purple path ahead until the surf sang loud between the cliffs by the faint stars we found a gloomy gate and boldly sailing in watched the dark mountains slowly chasing round and heard faint echoes of the ocean's din melting like spirits voices fleet and thin when of a sudden as we faltered nigh out of the hills where only night had been a mist of minarets and towers high rose like the yellow light of morning in the sun gazing we drifted towards that golden bloom of palaces whose light glowed on our sail there we floated wrapped in wild perfume then music burst upon us in a gale grave deep-toned trumpets and the lyre's long wail and farther the faint sound of singing men we grasped our oars but slowly as will pale the morning star the vision faded then the empty dark swept in and all was night again Threnody. have you forgotten me o my beloved have you deserted me now in the autumn see where the swallows fly south over the ocean soon will the winter wind sweep the aegean up from the vineyard comes music of laughter far through the valleys they gather the harvest westward the evening star sinks in the mountains pale neath the rising moon lies mytilene here where the headland looks wide o'er the water i have brought laurel leaves decking your barrow why do i linger now vainly lamenting oh it is lonely love lonely in lavo helen again the voices of the hunting horns and the new moon low lying on the hills 
Tell that the summer night is on its way. O oh, languid heart, shalt thou much longer watch this pale procession of the silent hours melt into shadows of unending years? Much longer feed on yearning and despair and all the anguish of departed time. Tomorrow is as yesterday. Today no nearer than the morning when there stood in Leda's palace, asking for my hand, tall Menelaus, with his yellow hair. No nearer now than the first time these hands dared linger in caress upon the curls of him whose dark eyes laughed their love to mine. Tis only as if one short, restless sleep lay over the wide chasm of the years, beyond which loom lost faith and ruined Troy. The night wind brings, as twenty summers since, the silver-breasted swallows from the Nile to quiet Sparta nestled in her hills, locked inland from the voices of the sea. And far across the porticoes I hear the ivory shuttle singing in the loom, midst maidens' chatter as in olden days, and men still murmur as they pass me by. Lo, look at her, the wonder of the world, beauteous Helen, Lesimodian's queen. I watch them gaze intently on my face, as they would keep it in their memory for ever. And the very while they gaze, I see the flame of Troy gleam in their eyes. I think sometimes I have already passed into the kingdom of untroubled death, and wandering lonely amongst them I knew in Hellas, or in land beyond the seas, behold each shadow as it passes by, shrink half involuntarily, and turn, and veil its face and vanish in the gloom. Whilst out of that dim distance whence my steps are moving, and to which they shall return after an interval of endless years, there comes a voice that calls me from afar. Art thou not Helen? dowered of the gods with all that man can covet? Wert thou not created the most beautiful of earth? And is not beauty wisdom, wisdom power? What hast thou done with their almighty gift? And then, ere I would answer, silence falls around me, and the dark divides, and I see the blue twilight on the Spartan hills. Largo Thou only from this sorrow wert relief, inviolate death, grave deity of rest, wherein all things to pass somehow seem the best that ever could have come to be. Proud grief, her lustrous torch hath lighted in this brief dim time before the dark, when the wide west fades where illimitable skies suggest days vanished in the beauty of belief. As one unto a battle come, that stands aloof a while, beholding friend and foe, clashing in conflict till his soul commands, he, too, pressed on whither the bugles blow, lifting his eyes, sees over wasted lands, life's dust and shadow drifting to and fro. Lazarus at morn we passed a hall where song and dance had been, and wine flowed free, and where, mid wrecks of revelry, had laid the feasters all night long. They saw us through the midst of dawn, and turning, called us to their feast. The sound of lutes and cymbals ceased, but one he fixed his gaze upon, in whose wide eyes there seemed to be, behind the laughing wine-flushed face and tilted ivy-crown's gay grace, faint glimpses of eternity. Then sad, 
the master bowed his head, and, through the rosy twilight dim, walked up and softly spake to him, Art thou not he that late was dead? The drinker raised his cup on high, and murmured, Priest of Nazareth, I am he thou didst raise from death. Lo, thus I wait again to die. A Crucifix This was the cross of God on which men's eyes dwelt with the love of dead divinity, as they who by the desolate Orient Sea in battle made their sainted sacrifice, dreaming their boundless striving should devise a symbol whereby men might know that he who wins his way on earth to victory, thus in his consummated sorrow, dies. All things are sacred to that tender sight, Time's ancient altars whence strange incense curled innocent to the unknown gods. The light of love is thine. Faith's banner is unfurled. Even where the furthest watchmen, through the night, call on the cloud-wrapped ramparts of the world. Neath Somehow the spirit of that day, rain-cloud streets and brooding air, determined me to live and dare living, to laugh the world away. As in a crystal, dreamers see out of unwinding midst to rise the splendors of some paradise, woven of gold and ivory. Deep in the globe of thought, I saw dawn from tempestuous dust that formed towards which the endless ages storm uproarious, to break with awe. Of all things ignorant, yet wise, sitting enthroned at life's last goal, dividing body from the soul, looking at each with blameless eyes, immutable, unknown, unsung, through triumph and delight unearned, through sorrow undeserved, I learned salvation from thy wordless tongue. Then, flying the embracing gloom of burnt-out days and partial desire, I built my soul an altar-fire of laughter, in the face of doom. A Farewell Nay, by this desolate sea our troubled ways shall separate forever. Swift hath sped the hour of youth, and yet to hang the head lamenting lost things of departed days were only from that shadowland to rise a wraith that whispering of the quiet dead would mimic the strange life of love. Instead, let us relent and hail the past with praise. Go, then, and should inevitable fate lead us at last beyond the world of men, where laurel and applause content no more, whither the soul takes silence for its mate, there might we meet, and smiling, once again, clasp hands and part upon some windy shore. End of Section 5 Recording by Todd